Captain? Captain? I'm gonna blow up this recording, Exo. Your persistence surprises even me. You're going to give podcasters a bad name. Captain Ruiz, surely you don't think you can escape from this mutiny. That depends on how reasonable we're all willing to be. All I want is an orderly discussion. If we refuse? Then the rewinders have no episode. Okay, stand back. All of you, stand back. Get back. Okay, Captain, you win. Blow it up. What are you doing? Zerak! Yes, blow it up. Blow it back to God. Seven years of your life has been spent in pursuit of producing entertaining episodes. Inside this podcast are likes, dislikes, and ratings beyond your wildest aspirations. You want to see it released on Christmas as well as I. Francisco, we are simply archiving a movie review. This, this is a movie review. Do as you will. Christmas Rewinders and new listeners to the Retro Rewind podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and games from 15 or more years ago. I'm your captain of the pod, Francisco Ruiz, and I'm joined by your exo and mine, Paul, the master interrupter powers. Yeah, I'll tell you what, until I get my $5,000, you're going to get more than you bargained for. I'm your master interrupting partner. <laughs> Uh, also for this discussion of the film Raiders of the Lost Ark, we welcome back aboard three guests. First, we welcome back communication shipman Aaron Wallace. Hi. Hi, Aaron. Uh, next, we are glad to have uh, Celeste Mora, our chief historian, back on the show. Snakes. Why does it always have to be snakes? Because it does. <laughs> Finally, we welcome back aboard LJ Lowry, who is actually back for the third time. So that Woo. means he is now promoted to the rank of shipman. Congrats, Yay. LJ. Yeah. What, good to be back. Good, it's good to have you back, too. What department on the pod would you like to serve in? Slytherin. Uh, Slytherin? <laughs> it's not a house. <laughs> it's a department. Uh, I would like to serve on the IT department. The IT? We need an IT person. Thank you. (laughs) All right. So ship's IT specialist. Awesome. Well, congrats uh, again, LJ. And now that you have a quick flyby of who we are, Paul, can you give us a quick overview of of the production specs for Raiders of the Lost Ark? Sure. By the way, it's not Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. I haven't said Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'm just saying, just (laughs) get it this Why are you interrupting me when no interruption is needed? He's the master interrupter. He's the master interrupter. Thank you, LJ. Don't <laughs> hey, don't mutiny, guys. We I will I will blow up this episode. We went over this already. Okay, Raiders of the Lost. Raiders of the Lost. Orderly discussion is what I want. Continue, XO. Raiders of the Lost Ark was released on June twelfth, nineteen eighty one, and it's an action and adventure family genre. 
for the Atari 2600. Interestingly enough, it is one of the only single-player games that Atari ever produced that made use of both controllers. The left controller moved Indy around, and the right controller scrolled through his inventory. Paul? Yes? Paul, I think, I, I, I think maybe you're looking at the wrong... Uh, wrong stats this is for raiders of the lost ark the movie not the game oh now you tell me yeah uh well because we review games you know uh, so i'm curious did you end up beating that game since you you know reviewed that one yeah uh no i didn't even play it i was gonna pretend like I <laughs> all i could think of is how using both of those controllers would be terrible that would yeah be it, terrible. It, doesn't, it, it doesn't score very high on most people's games <laughs> <laughs> ratings of a game Anyway, the movie was released on June 12, 1981, runs an hour 55 minutes, and is rated PG. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, what? There's a P- is for playable? <laughs> I was thinking how it was almost rated R because of yes. the uh, head the explosion. Exploding head scene yes. at the end, but uh, they cut it back. Actually, uh, probably director Steven Spielberg did it. And had had lead stars with Harrison Ford, Karen Allen, Paul Freeman. Mm-hmm. The music was composed by none other than John Williams himself. Not, not John Williams? No. Ah. John Williams had to step down and Williams Darn. took <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you want to talk box office? Ooh, let's. Okay. Raiders of the Lost Ark was made for about $20 million. That's it? Yes. Wow, oh, my awesome. gosh. And earned over three hundred seventy oh million dollars. Wow! Office. <clears throat> wow! That's so, just the box office. That's not the resale, right? Or the Atari video game. <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> that high sale in Atari video game. <laughs> but given this and the fact there are currently three other Indiana Jones movies, how high do you think it ranks among the other four Indiana Jones movies so far? So, Number of two. all four, you mean? How yes. where does it rank? Okay, well, uh, let's see. There's four we, of us. <laughs> are we taking into account inflation? Because no. one of no. those movies was newer. I don't. Correct. That's true. Good correct. point. So, Dale. I still don't think the inflation would save its position. <laughs> Dale and Chad guesses two. Uh, Aaron, what's your guess? My guess was also two. Two? Uh, Celeste, what's your guess? I'm going to guess two. Two? I. I feel like it should. Well, anyway, LJ, I f- I feel like that as well. But I'm gonna go with three. I'm gonna say three. I'm gonna just I'm gonna price is right and say one. Tell me I'm right, Paul. Wow, nobody's correct. It's actually <gasps> four. What? what? It's the lowest. It made the least amount of money of all the Indiana Jones movies. Oh I my guess that wow. makes sense in a way, though. Well, since it's the yeah, beginning, but... popular. Okay, yeah. so what is the order? I you'll well, have to stick around and find out as we review the other movies. <laughs> I'll just Google it. <laughs> you, or you can do you that. Keep historian's what... log for you, Aaron. <laughs> Send it through Intership Communications. Thank you. You're welcome. Ready to oh. receive. You know, it's just time travel to three years from now because we're on a time machine, and you'll be able to find out then. It'll be perfect. Or I'll just Google without all that extra work. Yeah, oh, yeah, you could do that, but... Do we still have Google and 20XX? Uh, maybe. 20XX? <laughs> you know what? Regardless of Googling, I appreciate all those factoids, Paul. And let's see if any of them factor into our memory mind meld or our subsequent roundtable discussion, which we will get into once Alice has located our target film. Alert! Alert! Approaching target. 
swindlers are coming. Establishing analysis vector. The world's greatest adventurer, Indiana Jones, in his first, biggest, and best adventure. It's the movie that sparked a new era of action, thrills, and entertainment to become one of the most popular films of all time. From George Lucas and Steven Spielberg and starring Harrison Ford, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Tuesday at 8 p.m. on Paramount 20 Primetime. Paramount 20 Primetime. That's the only way to watch this movie. That commercial definitely brings back some memories about Raiders of the Lost Ark. But to give you some context for the things we collectively remembered most before our rewatch, here is our memory mind melt synopsis. Let's see how raidery it is. Raiders of the Lost Ark begins as Han Solo is a witness to rolling rocks and a runner from Blades as he is finding lost treasure and faces many death traps and obstacles and snakes and general action that makes you love the movie. Regarding Henry goes off to Nepal to get Sabrina and her medallion while Nazis intervene, making Indy a fugitive of the Third Reich. Oh, and the scene when the guy with the saber starts showing off and Indy just pulls out his gun and shoots? Why does the floor move? Uh, later, Indy gets hit in the face with a mirror and gives the best painful scream ever. The arc is opened, releasing the power of God into the air. An air force, one might say. God is so hot, he'll <laughs> melt your face off. I remember hating the face melt and face explosions as a kid. I actually used to close my eyes at that part. Playing Patriot Games causes, causes the U.S. government to store the Ark underground where no one knows what lies beneath. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well done. I mean, I, that was... Except for all the uh, story wise, I think that's on point, but all those references that none of those, there's no Air Force one in this movie. So definitely incepted. Close yeah. enough. It close. <laughs> Based on those memories though. And I loved how we all put in different tiles of Harrison Ford movies. Anyway, based on those memories, uh, what did they lead you to predict for this movie before rewatching it? Classic, nostalgic, or tragic? Let's start with LJ first. What, what was your prediction? Not your final reign, just your prediction before you rewatched Raiders of the Lost Ark. I predicted classic because there are so much other things that have been inspired by, you know, the Raiders of the Lost Ark. So I was like, you know what? This, this has to be a classic. Classic. UHF. <laughs> Aaron, how about you? Uh, I thought classic. I, I mean, it gave birth to, um, a UHF. really great Shia LaBeouf's, uh, Indiana <laughs> guy. Um, no. and, uh, and a really fantastic character, memorable character. So mm-hmm. awesome. Celeste. I also predicted classic. Come on, you guys. No naysayers. <laughs> Nope, because I predicted a classic, too. I did as well. <laughs> That's awesome. That's cool. It'll be interesting to see if those predictions come true. But first, let's get into our discussion of the things we liked most about Raiders of the Lost Ark. Let's spin up our... Best three. All right. Let's go around and let's start with uh, Celeste this time. What's one thing you liked... And we're only going to do it. We're going to do sort of a one like and then our classic maker. So we'll go through one round first and start with uh, Lesty or Celeste. <laughs> I'm used to calling you Lesty. Uh, no, you're fine. Celeste, what's one thing you liked? I thoroughly enjoyed the scene where, and, and there's going to take some story to this, the scene where 
um, Indy shot the guy who was flashing the sword, mm-hmm. but it's only because it's only because I know the the story behind it. Oh yeah. Apparently Harrison Ford was like super sick that day, mm-hmm. and he was supposed to like whip out a sword and do all this crazy stuff, and that just sheer look of I don't have time for this <laughs> yes. was legitimate. He just wanted to be done. And so he he did that and shot and they were like, okay, that works. Let's go. <laughs> I think so. I love yeah. that because it's improv. Indeed, yeah. I think there's also the the line that he improv was. It's not the years; it's the mileage. I read that yeah. that was improv yeah. as well. Yeah, it definitely touches like that. I think really up the specialness factor of this film. I think Indy as a character, he also. Improv improvises a lot, so it totally went with that. He's like, "Well, oh, yeah, I'm just gonna take him out." Like he's like, "Yeah, like you know, I'm." <laughs> he's like, "I'm making this up as I like go." Gun. Bam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally making it up as he goes along. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is exactly. There's uh, no script. This is a documentary. <laughs> 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 what really happened in World War Two? Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to War J next or LJ. What's what's something you liked? Uh, I really enjoyed the uh, the choreography of of uh, the different scenes, uh, like even the fight scenes. Like they were mm-hmm. very like you know of the time. Yeah. But oh, I just yeah. loved watching Indy, you know, just kind of just knocking dudes out and just like just having to fight the way he is because he's not a good fighter. He's just he's just laying guys out because that's all he that's what he needs to do. And exactly. I, I just uh, to go into that, I guess the improvised like nature of, of his character, I, I think it went great. And it was very of the times mm-hmm. the way they did those action scenes. And at times I was like, Oh man, it was, it was fun to watch and to kind of see how they uh, just every scene that they crafted like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess I'll speak to them. It seems like the way that Spielberg, uh, set up the scenes, even though it was pretty much, yeah, his like go-to was either his, his whip, his gun or his, his fists. Mm-hmm. But, and so that seems like it get pretty boring, but they always made it like different situations and different uh, ways he would incorporate those. Like, yeah. I, I remember the bar fight. He's like, he's, uh, he's shooting for a bit, which I think he actually has, he doesn't reload at all, which is kind of a, just like, but I won't, that's not neither here nor there. Uh, he's shooting and then, uh, he's pinned up and they has, he has to use the tequila bottle and there's this flaming coming at him. There's all these different elements that are, that are, uh, against him. So even whiskey. though, whiskey. <laughs> yes, whiskey. He, so I guess I'm trying to say, even though he uses the same methods, so many different types of situations are coming at him that it still stays fresh and interesting. Yeah, so. for sure. Uh, let's go to Aaron next. What's something you liked? I have a lot of things that I liked. <laughs> you know, I think I'm just going to go with, I really liked that it was based on something that is, uh, historically well known that it wasn't some random folklore thing. Um, I'm not, I mean, obviously I don't know how historically accurate all of the things that they said were, but it was, (laughs) (laughs) but it was at least believable. And, um, it felt like it was, I I feel like it gave Indy a little bit more relevance because it wasn't just a bunch of made up stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like crystal schools. I mean, what? (laughs) (laughs) And I think. I know in the in the in the Bible, I forget if it's Exodus or Numbers or which uh, of the 
is that the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible? Is that what they're yeah. called? Yes. Um, which one has all the, essentially the schematics for how the ark's supposed to look? But have any of you researched if they, it seems like it'd be easy to make it like how it was supposed to have looked. You can, you, you can, um, based on, I mean, it's even the temple and what, it, how it was to be built is so detailed, mm-hmm. um, that you can, you could recreate it accurately. Yeah. So Absolutely. do do any of you know if they actually tried to, if the one we see in this film would look like the actual one? It's, it's, it's in a close interpretation. Yeah, it seemed like in other forms of media, they kind of designed it that way. Like, just based on other things I've seen that, like, involve the arc, it seemed to match those. Yeah. I mean, it, it describes, like, the two um, angels, angels on top with mm-hmm. the wings, yeah. but the way it describes it isn't as accurate as I'm sure designers would like it to be. You sure, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So there's a lot of open to interpretation. Five cubits? Yeah. What is that? Okay. <laughs> Uh well cool. I was just I was just curious about that. Awesome. Uh Paul, let's go to you next. What's something you liked? I'm gonna say John Williams score. What? Uh, it's really so iconic. Yes. No, this so is good. no no one listens to this anymore. Just no? I, okay. I, it's it's, it's very good. No? It's very I love oh. I especially I, I'm I'm not sure which I like more, this or uh Last Crusade score. It's there it's like neck oh, and neck man. for me. Oh well, we'll have to all of it on my study music. Nice. There you go. That main yeah. s- score, though, is just like I even had it stuck in my head like today. Like, yeah. wow, does that work? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. like humming it or something. I was like, man, it's just a earbug, you know? It yes. just gets mm-hmm. it, yeah, it really hard. is. And mm-hmm. check out Aaron's uh, stories on Instagram. <laughs> yep. Exactly. The Indiana Jones theme. Do, 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 do. Boo, boo. Uh, okay, let's. So the, the music. <laughs> well, Paul, okay. That makes me wonder: Is there any John Williams score you don't like? Because you're always yes. I was John very Williams. disappointed in Space Camp. Uh, he did John. I forgot that he did that. that was John Williams. Yeah, it's the it's mid to early '80s. It's a space movie, and it's John Williams scoring. I mean, you can't. That's like his prime time and Should like shoeing. Yeah, and it's so disappointing that it doesn't. But you know, you can't hit a home run each time. You can probably it listen. It's kind of an in-between oh. project or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even place <laughs> probably. That music. I need to make a car payment. Let's do Space Camp. <laughs> yeah. You can probably <laughs> listen to Paul gripe about John Williams' score of Space Camp in RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 109, where we cover Space Camp. <clears throat> and also people fitting through spaces that they shouldn't be able to fit through or the opposite. Yeah. Of that. Anyway, it's something I liked as I, as I grind this podcast to a halt... Juxtaposed to that, I loved, 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 loved how well this movie was paced. I was, I there was never a dull moment for me. I, oh no! Yeah, there's it just went from thing to thing to thing. Even the exposition, I was totally engaged. It was really interesting. So I, I really enjoyed. How yeah. the Don't pacing. you go to Sunday school? <laughs> oh, oh well. Uh, I was curious. What? Why did he have trouble answering that? Like, did he not go? Was he like, like he, I should have, but I didn't. <laughs> well, back in that time, it was probably controversial that maybe he didn't. Oh, know. right. Exactly. Okay. Okay. That right. would make sense. Or he went and he didn't remember. That's yeah. true. Oh yeah, yeah. I think well, it's more the controversial. That's funny though. Uh, awesome guys. Well, those were some awesome likes. Now let's just like. Go right into our classmakers, the things we loved most about this movie. I know you usually get more than that, but uh, let's yeah, let's go into it and let's go with me this time. 
because I like me San Francisco. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, more than more than liking Francisco. I, yeah, you know, it's what you come here for. No, uh, the this movie, it looks so gorgeous. I forgot how gorgeous this movie looked. Like oh, yeah. so many mm-hmm. shots were just like, oh my gosh, this is like this is like. Put, still this and put it up on my wall because it's beautiful like some of the ones that come to mind are uh you see marion and the shadow of indy that's sort of this iconic yes. one there's also the it's just cool even though it's it's kind of dated the the plane crossing the ocean and you see the mm-hmm. the red line oh, I, mm-hmm. I liked how that was done uh, the him and the snake, the cobra right there, mm-hmm. and then the the him light and, coming yeah, through the staff as with him holding it. Yes, yes, him. that part. Yeah. Him and Saul lifting up the arc. I just so yeah. much of this movie just looks so good, and and oh, I I can't a lot of, a lot of good imagery. Yeah, and like for all the explosions, I was trying to look whether it was maybe miniatures or not but you see like actors running away from like the big plane explosions i'm like well they actually exploded that thing that's amazing yeah <laughs> so i was just i was head over heels about the look of this movie <laughs> don't give away too much <laughs> the look the okay, look the look okay good i mean there's this the horrible score the horrible yeah. acting so we have plenty to dislike <laughs> later but that's neither here nor there uh i'm curious did did the did the cinematography make any of your classic makers? No. All right. <laughs> then let's go to Aaron. What was your classic maker for Indiana Jones slash Rares of the Lost Ark? My classic maker was definitely Harrison Ford. Um, really awesome. Oh, mine. Good I job. Was, <laughs> well, I was really hoping nobody was going to steal that because he created, I mean, yes, he had the script, but he created this very iconic memorable, lovable yes. character that like men wanted to be and women wanted to be with, you know, yeah, like yeah. trust and, me. <laughs> and he just he he was the perfect actor to helm this yeah. movie, but then mm-hmm. also the franchise. He pulled it off so well. Mm-hmm. And I mean you can see similarities between Indiana Jones and Han Solo, but at the mm-hmm. same time, you can definitely see distinctions yes. between the two yeah. of them. Oh, totally. And um, I think I even asked at one point on my Instagram, like, pe- for people to vote who who did they prefer um, Harrison Ford as more? Oh, yeah. Um, Han Solo or Indiana Jones? Mm-hmm. And I want to say that Indiana Jones won by, like, I think he got, like, 75% of the vote. Wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. Awesome. yeah. Yeah, I mean Hansel is definitely a a fun character, and I, I props to him playing Hansel. But yeah, I, I would I I'd, I'd go with India as well as being yeah. The... I feel like Han Solo. It takes longer to kind of warm up to his character. Yeah, because it takes oh, like yeah, yeah. a movie and a half probably. Really? While you think about his money. Well, I mean, like I... just the way Han Solo is to me, it's like he's you're. I feel like he's not really meant to be likable at first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, he's having not. having starting having like rewatched like the original trilogy parts of it recently. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I didn't really care for him so much in the first one as I did in Empire Strikes Back when sure, yeah. his character kind of develops. But I love so seeing I him frozen in carbonite. It was the best. <laughs> I mean, like, I think they take him away, like, just as you've kind of gotten to know that character. But, like, yeah. with Indy, it's like you kind of get to see what he's all about right away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Paul, I love you. I know. 
<laughs> that's my text tone for when my husband texts me. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> that's that's nice. of, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> anyway. People out every now and then somebody would be like, why is there a man's voice? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's, that's awesome though. Uh, so Paul, it, Aaron stole your classmaker. So anything you want to add to Harrison? Ford? Yeah, I'll say to go along with what you said, the pacing, I just find the action scenes so fun mm-hmm. and iconic. Yeah. And to have so many throughout the movie, it's just so memorable when people think about this. So, you know, between the boulders and everything, mm-hmm. the faces melting off. I don't know if that's much action, <laughs> but it's, but it, it's, it's amazing. It's more than most movies have. Usually movies have like maybe one or three action, big action pieces. This yes. seems to have like five to eight. I like, know. Boom, it's it's kind of crazy that way. Yeah. So I, I was going to say, I, you so you and Aaron, Paul and Aaron both liked Harrison Ford. I I've heard sort of in the in the ether that Tom Selleck was also in the running for yes, being Indiana Jones. He they offered the role to him. They oh they did okay oh yes so you <laughs> yeah so Celeste yeah. yeah. <laughs> why 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 don't you think Tom Selleck? I'm curious why don't you think Tom Selleck would have done as good a job? He wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> why? I, why? I don't. I I feel. Oh wait. I'm sorry. Quickly down under. That's why. Quickly down under is great. Is it? <laughs> yes. It is. This, is it? That's gonna be my birthday movie. If it's not voted up, that's gonna be my birthday movie. <laughs> that's oh fine. Gosh. But if you. Oh my! Compare, don't. Oh my gosh! Quickly down under, Aaron. It's great. Great. I'm not saying it's not great, <laughs> but when you compare the two. Like all right, the, all right. That's the, fair. That's fair. Mustache was just Go so ahead. big that it would need its own rope. <laughs> <laughs> he would just whip people with his mustache. <laughs> yes, that oh, mustache no. was the whip. <laughs> I feel like it would be hard for Tom Selleck to strike the same kind of balance that Harrison Ford had, where he was, you know, witty but fun, mm-hmm. but um, you know, super good at. improvisation but also like a little twinge of like a scoundrel yeah yeah like he and i just can't imagine anybody else because harrison ford nailed that so perfectly you Mm -hmm. absolutely believed that he you know was that intelligent but also so strong and witty and fun but also kind of a scoundrel Mm -hmm. but also uh, just a good person at his core, you know? Totally. Yeah. I yeah. I feel like I don't think Tom Selleck could have sold that in the same way. I think it would have been a completely different character. Yeah. I think, I think Tom Selleck as sort of an actor feels a little cooler. I mean, if it, it, it's a weird way of putting it, but I feel like there's a warmness to Harrison Ford, at least to Harrison Ford in the eighties and nineties that, yeah, Tom Selleck, I, I don't think has that. He, I think Tom Selleck's a bit more imposing than, yes. than Harrison Ford. So anyway, Enough Harrison Ford talk. Let's get to uh, LJ next. What's your classic maker for Raiders? Uh, my classic maker kind of goes into what you were saying a little bit about the visuals. But mm. for me, it's the set design. Oh, um, yeah. you, you did get a little bit into that when you said you were looking for like whether they're like models and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved the transition, you know, from like the jungle and whenever, you know, he was trying to get the idol. That was such a cool moment. Yes. Just uh, with 
you know, with the boulder and, and the jungle and everything, I thought it was very like well crafted. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially uh, Cairo when they were in the, in mm-hmm. the, I think Cairo, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. In the city. Yeah. That was so cool because there was people all over the place. There was just so much going on. And to me, it didn't really like it. There was a moment where like, I forgot, like, I'm like, this is probably on a soundstage, maybe, or on right. a stage somewhere. Sure, yeah. And I thought it was cool that, like, my mind was taken away from that, and I was like, wow, this is, it's neat. Like, to me, for that time, I think that scene in particular stuck out to me. Yeah. And, uh, they, they did very well with the set design. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Speaking of set design, fun fact, it was filmed in Tunisia, the same place where they filmed uh, Star Wars Episode Four. Oh, really? So you know that cavern where Indy's going to threaten to blow up the, the Ark? Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's oh the gosh. same cavern that R2-D2 went down. Oh, no way. Yeah, with that's, the jump. Wow. That's cool. And also speaking of set design, apparently, I didn't pause it, but... You can see little hieroglyphics of C-3PO and R2-D2 yes. in the Well yes. of Souls. It's when they, they're lifting up the, the oh, stone. Oh, is that one? Okay. Yeah, yeah, or the arc. I forget. Whatever one, but it's focused on Indy and to his... To the, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Okay, I'll have to look for that if yeah. I ever want to watch this movie again. I may say I don't want to. I don't know. <laughs> Why would you? You just did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that leaves Celeste. What's the thing you loved most about Raiders of the Lost Ark? Okay, so mine's kind of a twofold answer okay. because ooh, I have ooh. a broad answer, but I have a specificness to the answer. All right. So the broad answer is the storyline. Um, it was really well written. Mm-hmm. It was the writing in general was just really good. Mm-hmm. The specificness is I really enjoy Marion's character. Oh, okay. Like, I enjoy how they wrote her. I enjoy how they, the, how she played it. So I enjoyed the storyline between the two of them. Mm-hmm. It was wow. just, I thought it was really good. Cool. You know, that's so interesting, Celeste, because as I'm watching the movie, I thought of you because it reminded me a lot of Lois Lane from the first Superman movie, which you didn't like because she was screaming a lot. Now this, <laughs> Marion here can like stand up for herself yeah. like with a frying pan or mm-hmm. whatever, but she also screamed a lot, so I thought maybe it was a lot of screaming that would have like turned you off. But so it's interesting that you find but her. See, the difference is, is that Lois was screaming just a scream. Mary yeah. was screaming and then punching people. Yeah. So like she would scream and then she would kick. If she would scream and she would fight, or she would like like she was much more active. Yeah. Um, in going, you know, she needed the help, but at the same time, she wasn't going to let you help her completely. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird that. The, she would play both roles so differently. It's it's very strange. Was that the same actress? No. Yeah, oh, no, it the was. They looked exactly yeah. the same. It looks, I don't think so. <laughs> this is not Margot Kidder. Yeah. This is, I, go go look again. I'm I'm sure you're wrong. <laughs> I'm definitely sure. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, man. I I suppose it's possible. I'm wrong about that. Um, it's more than possible. <laughs> But you know what else I'm wrong about? I forgot one other thing I liked. Oh my gosh. Like every what? single time. Even on Christmas? Even on Christmas. So. It's a Christmas miracle. In fact, <laughs> you might even say it's an untold Christmas miracle. You see, because it's the Untold Podcast, a speculative fiction podcast utilizing the genres of science fiction, fantasy, and horror, among others, in order to engage the culture's imagination from a Christian worldview. Every month, Nathan James Norman produces and narrates a new story presented in a unique and dynamic way. 
check out the Untold Podcast at untoldpodcast.com to listen and leave them a review on Apple Podcasts. That's great, Francisco. Thanks, Paul. Well, what does that have to do with uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark? You know what? Not so much, per se. I didn't think so. But Nathan James Norman was going to be on this episode. He, he oh. I imagine he's a Raiders fan. So, not Oakland Raiders. Or, wait, where are the Raiders now? I forget. They're moving to Las Vegas. <laughs> they're, they're in Oakland, but they're going to Vegas. There is a connection there, though. Because maybe they're untold stories of adventure, and, in, and Raiders of the Lost Ark is about adventure. There are some adventurous stories, yes. So, uh, there is your connection, Paul. Are you happy with that? I, you know what? It's Christmas, so yes. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, and because it's Christmas, let me give you some trivial, uh, trivial question for Raiders. Did you all realize that the voice artist Frank Welker provided the chattering sound for the monkey, including the sikhal, like yes. chirp that the monkey gives when he raises his paw in salute? Yes. Welker later provided similar monkey chatter for Abu, the spider monkey, in Disney's Aladdin 1992, which we covered in episode 110. Wow, the episode right after Space Camp. It's like a weird connection. Whoa. <laughs> Did you know that they recorded a whole bunch of monkey sounds first, and then they no. want they the sound art guy knew Frank, and he said, "Hey, can you come in for just these short little things?" Uh-huh. And he wound up using Frank for every single voice. Oh of my gosh, really? For the monkey, yeah, that's, that's cool. amazing. So, my trivial question for you guys is: If you had to voice an animal for a movie, what? So, like, you know, a sound designer, and he calls you in one day, says, "Hey." Can you do a little bit of this animal? Uh, what animal do you think you could sound convincing as? Oh, no. <laughs> so, Is it a talking animal? No, no. You have to make the animal sounds. Oh. So let's start with uh, Celeste. <laughs> oh, a, a cat? All right. I'd say that's... Can, I can, do that one pretty well. I used to freak out um, Dallas's sister's cat. Can you do a cat that is mad that someone took her or his yarn away? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. I have plug. Wow. Hired. Uh, how about you, LJ? Oh, I have no idea. Um, probably like a dog bark or something. Okay, let's let's hear it. We're you're auditioning now. <laughs> um, I, I kind of um earlier it was funny because I was actually doing a dog barking noise because my nephew was pretty. He was a cat, so I was like, <laughs> oh, our our people will call your people. Okay. Uh, <laughs> That was terrible, but... No, I'm just giving you a hard time, uh, LJ. Thanks for playing along. I appreciate that. Uh, Aaron, how about you? I'll say an octopus because they don't make any sound. Clever. Right. <laughs> Clever. No, I'm sure they... What's, what does their ink shooting sound like? <laughs> Hired. Hired. My next octopus movie. You got it. And how about Wait, you? Wait, do octopuses shoot ink? Or yeah. that's squid? Octopi. Yeah. They, they both do. Squid. They both do. Sounds kind of messy. Sure, whatever. Look look it up on the Google since you just want to go to Google. You want time travel, just Google it. <laughs> It'll make my stream glitch. Okay, then. Oh, yeah. Uh, later. Yeah, later. I mean. uh, Paul, how about you? What animal can you do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay that's a pretty good horse i like it i haven't done that in years but well, yeah i'm I'm, sure. I'm impressed i used to be able to do a dolphin we have a few more people <laughs> no, to see 
<laughs> we have a few more people to see for the horse audition, but you're you're in the running. What I'm thinking of right now is when Ross on Friends does the dinosaur impression. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Wow, guys. Wow. Anyway. (sighs) And we have great trivia. Thank you, Francisco. Uh, Are we going to do trivia question for the listeners this time? Uh, We are going to be starting that up in fresh in the new year in 2020, uh, but not this time. All right. So whip it. (laughs) Wow. Now that we have all had some trivial fun. Let's find out what memories you, our awesome rewinders, had about Raiders of the Lost Ark. Ryan R. Jackson says, Yes, yes, one of the greatest of all time. My dad and I would watch this over and over. We even got to the point where we could speak the Jovitos lines of wow. Uh, even though I know they used to uh, use gelatin to, me- to melt a Belloc uh, and the others, uh, it still looks pretty cool. Classic. Reed Benson says, melting Nazis, one-shot kill of a fancy schmancy swordsman, bald guy chopped up by an airplane. Why did it have to be snakes? Classic. <laughs> Wardell White says, another movie introduced to me through Laserdisc. Spent the night with my grandparents one weekend. An uncle would put it on and eyes were glued. Uh, one downside was at the hour mark, the disc would have to be flipped to resume the movie. But thankfully, it didn't ruin the momentum. I gained uh, I gained through the first hour of the film. Thank goodness for VHS. Yes. Dirty Steve 40 says, I remember Doc Ock being greedy. Yes. <laughs> one, one of my all-time favorite scenes when Indy shot the guy with the sword. I love the John Williams score as a kid playing in the backyard. I swear I beat up so many bad guys, and I'm pretty sure I never got beat when I was humming this song. Kind of like Popeye. <laughs> right. <laughs> what a great concept from George Lucas and Spielberg. Fedoras and whips were never the same after this movie. Well, they were for two more movies, but yeah, after that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Aki Sculpted from Clay says the gunfight in the market where he uses one shot to take down the giant dude. Joy emoji, joy emoji. Abby's art page says, I love Raiders of the Lost Ark. Indiana Jones was my first celebrity crush. Aw. Uh, PlayStation one shot says snakes. Why would it have to be snakes? So Dustin Warford says bad dates, but I love this movie. But, and he goes on to say something that I actually wrote down as a dislike. Okay. So oh, we're so going to cover that. We're going to cover that later. In a bit. Yeah. But just know when Paul mentions his, it was the same one, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Alex Ortiz says, very adult movie. Even at 27, I still kind of have a hard time following the plot. Yeah, Alex, I think you're seeing the wrong version. <laughs> maybe he's, maybe he's trying to play the Atari version thinking it's a movie. Anyway, no. I'm Kevin I'm sure, Joshua Burnham I'm, says this movie sucks. Alex, I'm totally teasing you. I'm sure that's not what's going on. It's fair. Yeah. I mean, some movies like uh, go over my head, so it's not. And what? You know what, what? Wait, wait, wait. Wonder, what did I Kevin w- Joshua Burnham say? He says this movie sucks. No, that can't be right. What? Um, he might have. This might not be him. It might actually be uh, Quigley speaking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? Kevin's comment, I guess, leads us right into the things we didn't like about Raiders of the Lost Ark. And maybe there's some legit reasons it does suck. So it's time for our... Worst three. 
or two. Well, oh yeah, I guess that's true. It is a, di- a little different. Well, there's there's three in the among all of ours. There's at least three. So three or, or more. Paul, could be the best three guests or the worst three guests. That yes, it could be that. I'm sure you're all. <laughs> wow, I don't know where to go from there, Paul. Why don't you take it away and give us your dislikes? Dislikes. Yes, that's what it is. Go for it. One of them. Dislikes. Very dangerous. You go first. <laughs> okay, so I thought it was, I know it adds, it's supposed to add to the scene, but when um, Indy and Marion are escaping from the the room where the Ark was kept and he pushes over the the big statue and they go into that room with all the, the, the skeletons and mummy-like mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. and they're those skeleton and mummy like things are screaming apparently mm-hmm. because it's more than just her Marion screaming. I just thought it was like, why are these non living things <laughs> screaming? And it's so shouldn't be that way, but because it's the well of souls. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought there was like a super, almost like a supernatural element to that. Mm-hmm. Like maybe for some reason she was just experiencing I guess the things that I guess the supernatural stuff that was going on there. But you're also right, though, in in a way that it did feel kind of random. Yeah, uh, there I am going in watch going. Okay, um, why is there a lot of screaming going on right now? I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was just the echoes off the walls since they're in this sort of chamber. No, it's but multiple screams. I was right. listening. I was like, "That's not. Her. That's her screaming, and that, and that, and that, and then that's not her." No, sounds that- like we all just had our own head cannon. Then. That was John Billiam's contribution to the score. That <laughs> he was just in the sound design department for this yeah. movie. Yeah. All right. Okay, that's fair. I I didn't think that's what uh what uh Dirty Steve Forty or or uh, Dustin no. no Dustin Warford had to say. But all right, we'll continue on. <laughs> uh, let's go to Celeste. What's something you didn't like? So mine is pretty petty, but it was driving me nuts. Um, in the scene where they're in Cairo and Indy is talking to Belloc, mm-hmm. the way they have him positioned, there's up a on the ridge. Fan. No, in no, Cairo, in, in in the hookah lounge. It looked like a restaurant, but sure, it could be. I'm pretty lounge. sure it was hookah lounge. There, he is smoking okay. out something. Now. Okay, yes, so where he says, uh, "You want to go talk to God?" <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there's a fan right behind Indy. Uh-huh. And it's going. And so it looks like he's like blinking really, 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 really fast. And like it distracted me from that whole scene because I'm going, how is he blinking that fast? And why can I see it? And then I was like, oh, my God, it's a fan. <laughs> I didn't notice that at all. <laughs> Neither did I. Well, I was watching it on my phone. So oh. it was like real up close. <laughs> Fans are bigger on phones because they both start with the f sound. Yes. Maybe. Oh, my God. Don Phonics works for me. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's pure logic right there. You you can't argue with it. Uh, Well, okay. Um, uh, LJ, did you have a a nitpick dislike as well? Uh, Yes. There was a couple of the special effects that really showed their age quite a bit. Uh, The one in particular was whenever they're opening... um, I think it was whenever they're whenever they're opening the well of souls mm-hmm. and they had that thunder and lightning and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And when you just that? pan out, it just didn't look, I mean, it just kind of looked even worse, but it, the, where it hit me was uh, whenever the lightning flashed behind Indy, I was like, mm-hmm. Oh man, like that, that just didn't age yeah. well. And there are yeah. certain special effects 
and even though though I do like some of the choreography scenes, like even those like showed their age. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. that's kind of the area that uh, really got me the most. I was like, yeah, some of this doesn't hold up, but it, it's baby pictures for ILM that was just starting out <laughs> at that time. So I like how you put that ball. But I'm I'm right there with you, LJ. The 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 sort of thunder cloud things that you see, and you see that in a lot of A's movies. I don't, I think it's I'm not sure how they do. I think they just film sort of smoke smoke in some sort of tank or something, yeah. and then they put that as a plate in the yeah. in the sky. I just feel like it wasn't necessary. Like as maybe like maybe if it was them doing that in the night or whatever, like in the darkness, I think that would have been atmosphere enough really. I think though, they are trying to tie something with how, when they open the arc, sorry, I keep interrupting you. Uh, Celeste. No, 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 you're good. Um, uh, when they open up the arc, you see sort of that same, um, uh, cloud formation. So I, I wonder if they're trying That's to tie true. that with the sky and that this is God at work. Like they're, you're going somewhere where God doesn't want you to be. So he's like coming on the, uh, on the clouds. Okay. Yeah. Everybody knows thunder and lightning. Very, very frightening. <laughs> but, but anyway, oh, yeah. yeah. The visual. <laughs> <laughs> the visual effects. I agree. I, it was not, some of them did not hold up, particularly the sky when they're trying to do fake clouds. Yes. yes. Yeah. So what you don't realize is that those clouds are not connected to this movie at all. It's the Highlander killing another Highlander. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, so that's why it looks like that. Okay, I didn't. They I, were just filming at the same time. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's happening all at the same time. Okay, interesting. So, I, yeah, I wonder if the. Do you think there's like, uh, uh, like Egyptian Highlanders or Nazi Highlanders? Who? What do you think? Who well, was who was facing think- off? Let's not get into the Egyptian, not Egyptian Highlanders, because Sean Connery is. Mm, mm, <laughs> I was oh, not on that. You podcast, know what, Sean so. Connery. You know what, and he's Indy's dad. So Indy's dad is a Highlander, and he was somewhere else beheading someone. So is Indiana Jones a Highlander? No, I don't think. He's just yeah. He might be because Harrison Ford said there can be only one. Whenever they asked him about playing the role. Oh, oh, interesting. Hmm. <laughs> you heard it here, maybe not first, folks, but <laughs> maybe you did. My, my. Uh, let's go to Aaron now. What's what's something you didn't like about Raiders of the Lost Ark? I actually, at times, did not like Marion. Mm. What well, they're going to say, Harrison Ford. Is it no. because because no. it's no. the same? We don't diss on Harrison Ford in this movie. But Marion, go for it. <laughs> yes, she she was very loud. Um, yeah, her her voice was annoying. Um, and then she was just very stupid at times. Like what time? Um, I don't remember a particularly like, stupid time. And so. You know, the scene where she and Belloc are getting drunk and, you know, she's trying to figure a way out. And then the Nazi shows up and she like immediately runs over and like cowers by Belloc. And I'm like, okay, so was probably my tragic maker because for this character that they start to portray her as, as a strong, independent character, 
Yeah. She stumbles over herself when she goes to grab the knife. Like the Marion, I mean, obviously she was drunk, I guess, but yeah, yeah. Marion that they were building towards seemed like she was going to grab that knife and just drive it into his chest or do oh, something. Oh, wow. That's a very different movie. <laughs> well, like, like, honestly, like, it seemed like she, that's the kind of character they were building up, though, is that she was going yeah. to strike. And then. She just kind of like, oh, wait, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to run then. No, because this guy and his henchmen, uh, you know, blew up her bar already. She didn't want to try that again. I mean, yeah, yeah. but it it felt really dumb that this man that she was trying to get away with and it was keeping her captive. Like suddenly she was, you know, oh, well, I'll just go and she just behind this guy. Well, yeah, but I mean. There's no other way out. I mean, these yeah. this tent is just these. You can't get out of this fabric tent. Oh, wait a second. You can't because <laughs> it's it's nailed down. But you can go out. under those flaps. What are you talking no, about? No, anyway, you can get out. Besides, it, Belloc was the only person on the bad guy's side that was willing to protect her. That's true. Yeah. Well, so she was going for you know. She was acting on instinct of survival, I think, and going to her nearest, her best way out. It could also be that she thought that Belloc was drunk enough that she could push him into the guy and use him as a shield. Get up! (laughs) 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 But uh, I can can see what you're saying, Aaron, about Marion being a little annoying, especially since it's played by the same person that played Lois Lane. And that's that was just an (laughs) annoying actress, so... I totally, oh totally there with you. <laughs> but now here, it'll be interesting to see how how much we um, agree or disagree about the tragic makers, the things we hated most about Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, let's let's we sort of ended with Aaron. Let's start with Aaron. What's the thing you hated most about this movie? Um, I think I would go with something that LJ said, which mm. was um, the that the special effects just. Some of them just really didn't hold up. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly that scene where they were in Cairo and they're digging and it's at night and the storm was behind Indy. Yeah. But then also, um, I think some of this is, well, a lot of it is because of the quality of the TVs we have now. But um, in the bar fight scene, mm-hmm. one of the, you know, henchmen or whatever, um, you can tell that he's definitely not an Asian man. Oh. But they have made him up to look so. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. You know, especially about our, the big guy? No, he was a smaller guy. He okay. had the hat on and yeah. oh, the um, one that kind of looks Asian, but you're saying he's not Asian enough? No, he's not. A, you can tell that they've put makeup on his eyes to oh, give to him, make him look, but, him look yeah. but Aaron, Aaron, he's in the henchman exchange program. There's there's <laughs> an Asian henchman over in the States. <laughs> anyway, um, just it's un- always unfortunate to me when the special effects don't hold up because yeah, totally. the movie kind of loses a little yeah, bit of believability yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I mean, there are even recent recent movies that um the special effects surprisingly don't hold up mm-hmm. oh um, like crystal you know skull? i can't <laughs> like, you what? Say like crystal skull oh uh, prediction is gonna be for that one yeah <laughs> well i don't think anyway, we're gonna i'm not a that, fan but... of too much green screen anyway in, oh, yeah. in more movies mm-hmm. uh or in more recent movies like that's one of the my 
my biggest gripes about the Star Wars prequels mm. is that there there is way too much CG. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not believable enough for me mm-hmm. because one of the best things about any movie that is takes you kind of to a different world or to a different time is when the special effects and the sets are so good mm. that you feel completely immersed and you kind of can't even really tell what's real and what's not. Yeah. Um, which I love that, you know, one of your classic makers was the sets and the, the detail and the uh, cinematography and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or one of your likes, or was it a class, whatever, something yeah, yeah. that you liked yes. was that. And they did it so well. And so the, to then now have just those few things that don't hold up. They really stand out. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Man, come on. We want your, you to have a perfect movie. Come on. Can't you just have a perfect movie for us? Jeez. I know. I know. Like we're asking a lot. Uh, well, and remember when they made this, people were only going to see it in the theater maybe a couple times. They mm-hmm. Yeah. They didn't fathom of rewatching it. <laughs> In 4K. Let's pause that and slow it down. <laughs> well, but there's even other things. Like, randomly, I'm thinking of, like, Joe Pesci in um, My Cousin oh. Vinny. Oh, oh. You can the tell that, that... Yeah, you can tell that that poor man had, like, tape on his face, like, pulling his face back. Oh, so really? Oh, my God. So he doesn't look quite so huh. aged. Asian. No, not aged. Aged. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think they were trying to make him look Asian. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's I can I, I back and approve that tragic maker. Uh, let's see if I do the same for Celeste's. Okay. So I really kind of wanted to make the snakes my tragic maker <laughs> because. I never watched that scene, but there was something that actually bothered me more. Oh. And it's partially because I've studied things. And so there, when they very first touched the ark and opened the ark, mm-hmm. their faces should have melted right then. Hmm. But they had this long dramatic pause and then they're like, yeah. Oh, it's okay. And that's not how it was in the historical books that you find the Ark of the Covenant. It's like they touched it. They were dead. Okay. Our, uh, like touch I, and done. Yeah. Let's, I guess we could get but into this. We'll touch God on. likes to be dramatic. He's waiting. <laughs> God's <laughs> such a showman. Yeah. Waiting. Put a bunch of angels waiting, singing at my kid's birth. Let's and go. waiting for more people to come to Christ. Just waiting and waiting. Jeez. All he does is wait. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, waiting. Was, we're waiting. We're waiting for you to take that snake off. <laughs> I will say, though, uh, how do we know that God is still present in the ark? So, because of the Highlanders' uh, storm. What? Okay, he, but present in the because, ark enough to okay, have a touch because, kill someone? Because, Francisco, God is everywhere. <sighs> <laughs> then I could touch the air and die of that, by that. Yeah, if he wants it. Well, okay, yes, that's the point. So maybe God wanted to wait to lure the Nazis in. Yeah, I'm gonna come on, lure in further. <laughs> I want to melt your face off. <laughs> wow. Okay, but you know that's fair. That's that's fair, Celeste. It's it does seem like, um, I mean, it's a movie. It's not certainly it's certainly right. not supposed to be a theological movie. But well, they could have done both. Okay, Paul. Well, 
And again, not not complaining about the face melting or the head exploding. Just I love heads that, exploding. Oh, you know. But it's just <laughs> how long it took to get to that point. Like they're playing in the sand. Mm-hmm. It's in the I'm like, what are they doing? Feeding them enough rope to <laughs> to hang themselves. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> uh okay. So that I you know what, that that made me sort of think about spiritual stuff and we might talk about that more in the spiritual speculation section mm-hmm. for reflex capacitors and twitch circuits uh, or people who support the podcast uh, go to retro rewind podcast.com slash support to find to see how to do that anyway I, i'm gonna go into our into my tragic maker though because i feel like it's it really bothers me but for you guys it may be like yeah whatever it's it's fine how Okay, so you, you guys remember the, the awesome action scene of the trucks, like the arcs on the truck, and then he's trying to escape and, mm-hmm. and, and get away from all the, 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 not the cavalcade, what's the, the, what's it called when there's a bunch Caravan. of cars? Caravan, thank Caravan. you. Caravan. Of cars. <laughs> uh, and, and it ends with him driving into this marketplace, and there's just this gaping hole that he drives through. Okay, that's fine. Maybe there would just be this this perfect place for him to drive the truck into. But then all of a sudden, like people know what's happening, they just cover it all well, in the marketplace. Really ready. Yeah, how, when did that happen? How in the Stella world does that ready. happen? Did you say God got him ready? No, Stella. <laughs> when? Did, when? Stella? How? Yeah. There's no way Stella could have gotten there in time. There's Stella. no way. Well, through the power of God. Oh and arc. <laughs> so the ark was God? extending its tendrils out to the people no, in that marketplace. Yeah, Bruce said. Sell out to go. No one has given me a good explanation yet. No, there isn't one. Okay. I always just assumed that Sala had set it up for Indy. Yeah. And he just knew the place. Okay, that makes sense. In, except for what Indy said about. Uh, I'm making it up as I go. So Sala has no idea what he's going to do. Well, maybe Sala knew Indy well enough to know the plan, and Indy knew Sala well enough to go, oh, okay, this is going to be okay. I I don't know, guys. It, I, it I think Dale, I, I'll tell you what. It wasn't seeded. Thank you. Yes, it wasn't seeded. Exactly. And Dale and, Dale and Chad says Hollywood. Yeah, it's probably the best explanation we have. It's Hollywood. All right. <laughs> okay. But again, that's probably, uh, other people probably have, Harder, harder, uh, tragic makers. So let's, let's see if, uh, War J has one of those. What's your tragic maker, War J? My tragic LJ. Maker. We call, we call it, by the way, we call War J, uh, LJ lovingly War J sometimes. So it's the same person, just in case you weren't It's short for my longer username, anyways. So. Exactly. You know, I think that came from like a, I think one of you guys was trying to say it or whatever. And then that would be Dallas. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was great. from dallas that was like during a stream or something oh, yeah. okay he, he kept miss saying it <laughs> yeah it's stuck. it worked it's it, it stuck um so my tragic maker was was definitely marion uh because <laughs> though, she's so much like she's the same actress as lois lane right <laughs> and when you said that i actually thought about that more because she does have the lois lane syndrome because she is a very Yes, the damsel in distress, but she's very independent. But then she gets reduced to a damsel in like the last, like the last quarter of of the movie, or even almost half, pretty much. And I, I thought that was kind of a disservice to her character. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, I could, you know, I could see that. It's it's almost like they they did a one eighty on her character. They didn't give yeah. her really a, a hero moment 
at the end at any point. Like, yeah. I, 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 I'm curious what she could have done to have to have helped with that. Yeah, I feel but, like she could have maybe stood alongside Indy as like his equal almost if she, if they really wanted her to be that. But it, uh, she just ended up being like, oh well, we need this plot device in here. We mm-hmm. need Indy girl, so let's just do that. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Hmm. Okay. Uh, all right, all right. So, man, lots of lots of no love for Marion. But uh, Paul was was Marion your tragic maker? Let's finish it up. No, that's, um, no. But let's go back to Dustin Warford and what he said. Um, okay. And this ties in. And I'm surprised nobody brought this up because I'm surprised actually, too. But I actually have a I have a a rebuttal. But go ahead. Because Big Bang Theory brought this up. Have you seen that episode? I think so. I think so. Where Sheldon, at the time, shows his girlfriend, who had never seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, he introduces it as his favorite movie. And then she, <laughs> if you should check out the episode, because it's kind of funny, or YouTube a clip of it. Because after the end of their watching it, she says, you know, it's great, except that you know, Indiana Jones didn't do anything. He goes, what? That's preposterous. It's like, no, at the end of the movie, the Nazis opened up the Ark and they would all died anyway. So that's funny. I never thought of that <laughs> until now. He, his, his role was kind of pointless. So in, in, so Dustin Warford makes this remark. That's what his remark was, is that, uh, he said it, 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 the plot seemed pointless at the end. And actually, that was my tragic maker. There are there are three key things at the end in the plot during the climax that just didn't make sense to me. Mm. One was was that, but that wasn't my tragic maker as much as. Um, but I'll count it as one. Number two was, uh, don't look. How did he know not to look at the ark? When did where? When was that ever from I Sunday know- school? No, you could look at the art mill. It went through the streets. People were dancing around it. But no, no. When it was in the Holy of Holies. Exactly. But that's- yeah. And that's when it was being. I actually, I don't know this. I, I missed Sunday school. Do they, did they open the ark in the Holy of Holies? There was a, there was a Not story normal. where they, op- somebody opened it and touched the rod of Aaron, which was supposed to be in it and they died. Okay. So. It was one of those things that also because it was said that you can't look at the face of God and live right. with, with the thing of Moses. So I think that's where they were going with it. Gotcha. It's, but okay. again, okay. it wasn't seated in the movie. Yeah. So at the end, it, it comes to this. And then it, but it is my, weird. Yeah. That he just like close your eyes and that's yeah. not going to protect you. Yeah. I think but, to your point, Paul, about that last about all this stuff is to me that last scene felt very like. It's not. It wasn't really a dislike or a tragic maker, but it felt like it was kind of tacked on, especially after they were leaving and getting on the ship and like, okay, mm-hmm. we have the ark now. So that last chunk did feel like I don't know if it was rushed or whatever, but like to your point, that whole last chunk to me did feel kind of odd. Yeah, and when Indy is up on the ridge with the bazooka or whatever, mm-hmm. one of the the German soldiers say. And how are you going to get off this island anyway? So that to me sounds like, you know, there's still Nazis on the sub waiting. <laughs> yes, so true. after everybody's dead, how are, how is he and Marion, who can barely lift up a frying pan, <laughs> going to carry that 
back to the subway, fight off all the Nazis, and get back to the, you know, to the U.S. government to have them take it away. It's like they immediately cut to, oh, you know, we're taking care of the Ark now. Like, how? That's, that doesn't make sense. That, I, of all the ones you've said, that one actually sticks out the most as, yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I, I will Maybe say... smoke oh, signals. Yes. Oh, yeah. The arcs... Uh, yes, it was like a flare. <laughs> don't the don't arc- look, but wait. <laughs> <laughs> Send those smoke signals. I, I, I cut out briefly, I just to go back to how Indy knows not to look. Yeah, I don't oh, know yeah, if yeah. you guys resolved that, but... No. I can remember when uh, Moses was up on the mountain and um, the Lord came down, he told Moses that he had to turn away Mm -hmm. because, you know, I don't remember the exact words, but basically like, if you see me, you're going to die. And so I think Indy was probably, if he was familiar enough with the ark, he was probably familiar with the 10 commandments and how all of that happened. And so he probably just assumed you know, okay, that well, God was actually dwelling in the box, and if you looked at him, it's God in a box, you're gonna die. <laughs> I mean, maybe crazier things have happened. Is like, it like a jack in the box? Like, where you do, 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 do. <laughs> I don't think so. Wow. I think that's that's a great. I was I was thinking along those same lines, Aaron. Yes, and to rebut the whole idea of well. It, if India had just let the Germans take it, it would have, the same result would have happened. We don't know that. I mean, I, I feel like that's 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 making an assumption that isn't there. We don't know if maybe there was some powerful occultist that the Nazis had that would have somehow been able to overcome and then transmorph the power of the Ark into something the Nazis could use. I mean, you, obviously in oh, real yeah. life that's not going to happen, but you you don't know. What and could have happened? Have red skull on their side. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Fact, there's a exactly. there's a big warning in the Bible about the you know beware of the cultists who are out there gonna you know, take the the ark of the covenant and you know use it for their own good. Yep. That well, about does it. Well, since that about does it, I guess now that we've entered all our trajectories into the firing computer, Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating Salvo at the ready on your mark. Okay, gang, do we rate Raiders of the Lost Ark a classic? We'd recommend anyone go out and see this movie, whether or not they've seen it before. A nostalgic, it's worth a rewatch if you've seen it before and you enjoy, you remember enjoying it. It's probably worth, yeah, continuing to rewatch, you know, whenever. Uh, but if you haven't seen it before, maybe maybe think once or twice about seeing it again or seeing it for the first time. Or do we rate it a tragic? It's not worth anyone's time today. Whether or not you remember, whether or not you've seen it, uh, stay away from this film. So let's start with uh, War J this time. What is your uh, final reign for Raiders of the Lost Ark? Despite our our discoveries about the logic at the end, I'm still going to say classic. Oh, okay. Just just because it's inspired such a law, such a, an amount of adventures and stories. Uh, me being a, a gamer, it you know I look at games like the Tomb Raider series and the Uncharted series, and especially mm-hmm. Uncharted that have just borrowed so much from Indiana Jones, like mm-hmm. almost like unashamedly, like you know they're definitely. <laughs> 
they're definitely calling back to, to that. Even mm-hmm. even Nathan Drake, you know, the hero of Uncharted, he's very kind of much a bumbling improviser, kind of like Indy can be. Okay. And though uh, this this movie may not have aged well in some areas, I think it's cool that it has such such a legacy that that a lot of media has uh, been inspired by. So I think it's definitely still makes for a classic. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, let's go to Aaron next. What's your final rating? I think it's a classic. I, I agree with um, what LJ said that even mm-hmm. though some of the things didn't age well, mm-hmm. it still is this timeless movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you have an iconic character, the beginning of um, an incredible um trio of movies um at least (laughs) um you have an amazing score the sets were so good and kind of set the standard for this style of movie um and i still watch it and still enjoy it every single time Mm -hmm. um and i think for anybody that um likes action or adventure type movies this is one that you have to see Mm -hmm. awesome uh let's go with celeste next so I think part of the reasoning that I'm going to answer how I'm going to answer is oh, because, no. Here we go. <laughs> no, 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 hear me out, is because this was one of the things that my dad introduced me to. So it so has tragic. Heavy, I hate it, it so much. It has some heavy nostalgia for me. It has some, some really good memories of watching this with him, nice. but because it was such a good movie for him to introduce me to. It was something I enjoyed as a teenager. Um, I'm going to rate it as classic because it wasn't like as a teenager when, you know, you're not exactly in your right, complete right mind. And <laughs> you're, I was super nitpicky. I'm still super nitpicky, but I was even worse then because I had like no chill. <laughs> and I still was enjoying it and wasn't necessarily pulling out all the the little things. I just sat back and enjoyed the story. Okay, I nice. think it's something that you could share with anybody at any point. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I was I was uh, sort of preparing for a nostalgic or a tragic, so I was surprised by what your setup. But that's right, keeping me on my toes. Uh, well, then that leaves uh, Paul and me. Let's go with Paul first. That's good. Um, I say it's a classic. It's a fun romp. What? I it to anybody. What? So, Paul, you're disappointing fact, me. You think it's a classic? Well, yeah. In fact, I was, t- I was talking to a coworker today. I said, I, I sure hope anyone, any of the guest hosts don't rate it anything but a classic because we're not going <laughs> to invite them back. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> what say you, Captain? That's hilarious. Well, you said for that one. Yeah. I, you know what, I, I guess I'll have to rate tragic. Okay, last time on the podcast, guys. <laughs> we'll and the chip went Merry down. Christmas. <laughs> um, last episode. No, I. This it was such a fun ride. I, I really, I, I don't remember enjoying this movie as much as oh. after I watched it this last time. I'm like, man, that was really fun. I am bummed. I have to wait a year to watch the next two. Uh, or watch the next one and then another year for the next one. Uh, so it, it's definitely a classic for me too. I am, I am curious what you guys, and I should have brought this up in the dislike section, but for some of the people that were like, I, I know, uh, uh, the Dapper Man said he didn't really like this movie. He thought it sucked. And like, uh, I think Alex Ortiz said the, the plot was a bit too confusing. Where do you, what do you guys think? Do you think if maybe someone who's coming to this for the first time may find it a bit, hard to follow 
Yeah, Tom Selleck's too focused oh on the past when he's watching this to really give it a good. The mustache is too distracting. Yeah. I think Ask it a serious be- question. <laughs> Orderly conversation. I could still put, blow up this podcast anytime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think that I would tell them that A, they have to come to it understanding the time frame of the movie. You can't necessarily yes. compare it to everything today. 1936. Uh, it's amazing for a 36 movie wow um but also it's one of those that you you have to pay attention because it's kind of heady for an action movie it's kind of like it's real analytical which you don't expect for a a shoot-em-up movie i guess so i think yeah yeah if you come at it as oh this is an action movie then you're gonna get confused. You have to come at it as okay. There's a larger story going on that I have to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess the whole idea of like, why does Hitler want a box? What's the point of that? Why does everyone care about this thing? That yeah, I guess it is. It can be very like sort of convoluted and mm-hmm. and doesn't have a lot of grounding necessarily for a materialist. Not I'm not saying anyone, anyone of our listeners necessarily have a materialist. Uh, outlook, but if they do, that would make it, I think, a bit, a bit of a challenge. So you're I saying don't... to anyone who finds the plot confusing, you tell them, "Hey, pay attention." <laughs> yes, I, I don't. I don't think the plot would be that confusing. I feel like I remember following it enough as a kid, mm-hmm. you know, and not being confused, you know, understanding more or less what was going on. Okay, great. Um, How did they get off the island? (laughs) (laughs) With Gilligan. (laughs) They just skipped that part. But, um, I mean, I also understood Inception the very first time I saw it, and I don't understand why people got so confused about that movie. Mm. But... So was he dreaming or not? (laughs) (laughs) What I will say is I suppose if someone is not familiar with the Judeo-Christian faith at all, Mm. then perhaps the movie might be confusing and hard to follow. I I thought it explained itself very well with, um, Oh, did you know that scene? The FBI guys, one of them for all you star Wars fans, that's Porkins. Oh yeah. The big guy. I recognize that. That's right. Isn't he also in, um, Batman? I don't as Lieutenant Eckhart. Oh, I don't, yes. maybe is, is that him? That could I don't be. Know. Dang it! Now I have to. Sorry. Now I have to go Google. Do it. Do it. Because for the first time, I was like, dude, I think that guy's in Batman. <laughs> Crazy. Anyway, yeah. So I I can see what you're saying, Aaron. I th- I feel like that's a that's a fair estimation of uh of it. And as I'm looking, I can't. I, I'm looking too, Paul. Maybe I should just leave oh, it to. Darn it! Leave Maybe, it to the I didn't professionals. know I was under pressure. Like we have a contest <laughs> here. Was it Major Eaton? Was that who it was? Yeah. Okay. So, William Hootkin. Yeah, he was Eckhart. Yes, he was <gasps> Eckhart in Batman. <laughs> Wait. Yes. And he is also. It looks like he was in Superman. Also, what? He was. Well, I, they have a little well, thing at the top. Yeah, for yeah, there, yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking. <laughs> Paul's going down the rabbit I'm like, when did when did it come out? Seventy something. Seventy eight, I thought. Okay. But it must. I have another question. Now that we're 
around looking up actors and whatnot <laughs> and what you do. Okay. Oh, he so, was in Superman four. No wonder we didn't. Oh, we skipped that movie. So okay, the actress that has "Love You" written yes. on her eyes. Mm-hmm. Did she play oh, no, Henry's mistress in regarding Henry? Oh my gosh, that would be awesome. Uh, I have no idea. I, and I that might take a little more bit more looking, yeah. but when, I remember when I saw her face, I was like, "Gosh, she looks really familiar." Um, and she's never stuck out to me before, other than having "Love You" written on her eyes. But then, <laughs> for whatever reason, I got this flash of the the mistress in regarding Henry, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I think that's the same lady." What do you know the mistress's name? <laughs> I was thinking, do you know the the oh the, the character? Yeah, Linda or maybe. Or Rosella or Julia. <laughs> well, if I saw the picture I of the person, I would be able to say yes or no. Hmm. But I'm afraid to do anything else on my computer or phone because no, you guys don't. know how glitchy. Fair. Um, it's been. I don't know if she she wasn't a speaking part, so I don't think she would probably be show Listed. up. Yeah, I mean she might be in the trivia, but regardless, yeah. we're we're I think I think we've we've come to it, guys. According to the Retro Rewind podcast, we rate Rares of the Lost Ark a unanimous classic movie. Well, quite an achievement with multiple uh, with a, a slew of uh, hosts here. So uh, we definitely recommend if you have seen it before, definitely it's a safe bet to watch again. And if you haven't seen it before, it's worth your time to go out. You probably can find it at the library. It's on Netflix right now, too, uh, yeah, to watch. So, all right. But now it's time to get back to our own time. Good old 20XX. 20XX. Home sets online. I thought you were going to argue with me on that. And then I was going to say, no time to argue. Throw me the idol. I throw you the win. <laughs> Feels good to be back with the tarantulas back there. But we wouldn't be, <laughs> have been able to travel back to 1981 to begin with if it weren't for our amazing reflux capacitors. Namely, Jared Holzhauer, Deborah Powers, Brian Keating, Patrick Hicks, LJ Lowry, Chris Cowan, the Feeling no, Film guy. Podcast. Oh, whoa. He's right here. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> He, he is quite amazing. I, I see, see why you like him, LJ. That shout out makes sense, unlike in the Well of Soul. Never mind. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Uh, Chris Cowan, the Film Film Podcast, uh, Pure Panda, Chris Owens, Geek Devotions. Oh my gosh, there's a Geek Devotion here too. Hey, AKA Celeste. <laughs> what was that? I said, oh hey, that's my roommate. <laughs> Uh, the Untold Podcast, Mrs. Lomax, James Canson, Daryl Hafner, Kevin Joshua Burnham, Drew of the Cellcast, Ashley Cronenbitter, and Pastor Deuston, in addition to four other awesome patrons as well. Thank you all so, so much for keeping the gigawatts coming. And if you want to help keep us flying for as little as $1 a month and get bonus content for your generosity, head over to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support to see how. All right, and while we're thanking our supporters, we also want to give a big Indiana Jones hug with or our punch. Whip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. THX that punch. That was good. To our subscribers on Twitch, which is another way to send us a couple bucks a month. And if you have Amazon Prime, you can subscribe for free. Find out how at retrorewindpodcast.com slash Twitch Prime. But hey, let's keep the gratitude train going because now... Choo-choo. <sighs> You throw me the idol, I throw you the wig. <laughs> let, let me think about that. 
But hey, let's keep the gratitude train going now because we love hearing from you, be it our Apple podcast reviews, comments on our website, or through our contact form. Uh, we have no direct feedback from any of those sources any this time, but thank you for everyone who does reach out to us every so often. It's really awesome getting to hear from each one of you, you rewinders and new listeners. RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 191 is the place to find timestamps for this episode, links to contact us, and links for voting on the movies you want us to review. In fact, in fact, voting has closed for the next five movies we will cover in the new year. Uh, new year being 2020 for those listening to this in like 2025. Uh, by the way, how's the future? Is it pretty cool? The movies we will cover, and this order may change, but we will cover these five movies. First will be our... The first one voted on was Spider-Man 2. That's the Doc Sam Raimi with Doc Ock. Yes, Doc Ock returning. Yes. Alfred Molina. I throw you the weep. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, Batman Begins, which I was so shocked Ooh. that this was retro wow. now. Next year, it will wow. be 15 years old. I, I think we're covering it too early. It's like well, 14 years and nine months. Okay, yeah, we've never been good with the months. It's just that yeah, we go by Lord the years. Of the extended edition. <clears throat> hey, hey. XO, whose side are you on? Uh, uh, so, Spider-Man 2, Batman Begins, Young Guns, Small Soldiers, and Enemy of the State. We already covered Small Soldiers. And that was on the Victims and Vill- Villains podcast, You mean I have Paul. to watch it again? <laughs> <laughs> is Enemy of the State with... Is that Ben Affleck, the one time he was Jack Ryan? No, I that's... It's Will um, Smith. Th- it's Will Smith yeah. and, and um, Gene You're Hackman. You're thinking of Some of All Fears. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, right. yeah. Okay. that's what it is, yes. Okay. Um, no, seriously, we're covering Small Soldiers again? Yeah. We already have to give our likes and dislikes. Well, All right. Maybe we'll have what some I'm going to do. I'm just going to play clips from that episode. <laughs> that would be hilarious, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought you guys weren't going to do it because Paul replied to that. So yeah. I, I, people voted on it, though. People voted this on it. So all war, Jay's fault. It is my fault because I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> That's I'm excited, it. You're the guest but... host. You're going to suffer through it. <laughs> yeah, I'm responsible for it. You guys have to suffer through it again. Uh, but we will also most likely uh, be taking. Now here, so that's that's awesome. We have those five movies set. We also, though, will most likely be taking our voting system off of Reddit soon. Uh, so stay tuned to find out where to vote. But if you go to com slash vote, that will look, likely have the... We'll, we'll be taking votes from the, that place. I mean, until we've switched over, it'll be... That's the best place to go to vote. Um, but yeah, Everyone. keep it podcast dot com slash vote yes thank you for re- reiterating that paul with that out of the way though paul where else can people find the show and also yourself retro rewind podcast dot com slash vote <laughs> that's where you can find it <laughs> dot com feel free to talk to us and share anything you like or find funny that is 15 years or older on social media we are retro rewind pod on facebook twitter instagram and you can join our discord server by going to retro rewind podcast dot com slash discord also, as I have mentioned, we are on Twitch. You can watch and chat with us live like these fine folks are doing right now. And we play, and I should say Francisco plays, but sometimes other people join him. Uh, he plays games and such. I lost my place. No, there it is. <laughs> plays retro video games and creates pixel art. You can follow us at twitch.tv slash retro rewind pod. And if you will, 
And if you want to find me, Paul J. Powers, you can go to pauljpowers.com. So stop, stop by and say hi. Thank you, Paul, for being an awesome co-host, awesome friend. So glad uh, that I, if I ever have to go down to a, into a well of souls with a lot of snakes, I'm sure you'll be right there with me, right? Why did it have to be snakes? <laughs> <laughs> Could be bears outside your tent. How about that? Been there. Done that. <laughs> so I so appreciate getting to do this show with you, if I hadn't said that enough. All right. Thanks. Yes. And no, honestly, I thank you. But I, we're also really grateful for our guests for taking time to discuss Raiders of the Lost Ark with us. So let's start with Aaron Wallace. How can people find you? And is there anything you'd like to promote? Uh, I use Instagram the most and I am emoneydub on there. And, um, what do I want to promote? Um, uh, I hear people can find you at Disneyland eating churros. <laughs> <laughs> I have been to Disneyland three times in the last year and a half-ish, which is like a record. Wow. And I love uh, trying all the specialty Cheerios. And we're actually going back November next year. Oh, we're going to go with my family and um, we're taking our kids this time. So oh, that, cool. Yeah. I highly recommend Disney Kid Free, by the way. Will that be their first time going to it? Yes, and our oh, kids wow. don't know. I mean, well, Hope has no way of knowing because she's right. one, but Jeremiah doesn't know. Yeah, but now they've listened to this podcast, and now they know. So, spoilers, kids. Sorry. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you guys are going to be having this episode going while you're unwrapping presents, right? Right? <laughs> Absolutely. What else would we do on Christmas morning? So they can help us also thank LJ Lowry for coming on. Thank so you. thank yeah thank you. How can people find you? And is there anything you'd like to promote? Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at WarHeroLJ, and um, you can find me streaming on Friday nights on the Geeks Under Grace Twitch channel, uh, Twitch.tv/GeeksUnderGrace. I didn't stream tonight because I had to work. But and you're here. There. Yeah, and yeah, I'm here. So, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And uh, that, last but not least, is Celeste from Geek Devotions. How can can people find you? You can find me pretty much on any social by looking up Geek Devotions. Um, Just a warning, though, you may be talking to Dallas instead of me because we each handle different socials. Um, We try to relay messages. I'd like to promote our show, Geek Devotions. We have a YouTube show where we upload a devotional once a week every Friday and we take geeky pop culture things and use it to let people know that they are loved. Excellent. That snake is not loved. <laughs> <laughs> the visceral hate. Surely you oh. just. <laughs> let the hate flow. And by the way, uh, Aaron, Anderson Ford movie. we're just, we want to make sure it sounded like you said Cheerios before from Disneyland, but you, you meant churros, right? Churros. Okay. Just Cheerio. Just to be clear. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're good. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, LJ. Thank you, Celeste. It is a pleasure and a treat getting to do this uh, episode with you guys. Thanks for coming back. And congrats again, LJ, on your promotion. Uh, Yay. Thank you. Of course. Yeah. Thank you, guys. You are the heroes. And and Paul's the hero. I'm just some guy who does does this captaining thing. Don't mutiny on me. Don't you think about it. 
Anyway, <laughs> as much as I appreciate you guys, uh, I appreciate someone even more. That would be you. Yes, you listening right this very second. Whatever you're doing, wherever you are, whether this is your first time listening to the show uh, or you're a part of our awesome Rewinder community, uh, we really appreciate you taking time to listen to us. And we pray you are more joyful now than when you first hit play. I have been and continue to be Francisco Ruiz. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at FXRUIZX. And you can hire me to do pixel art illustrations for you via Fiverr at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Fiverr. And finally, we are proud to be part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Dot com. Uh, you can catch us at CGC or our website, again, RetroRewindPodcast.com. But like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all for, it could be Spider-Man 2, it could be Batman Begins, Young Guns, Small Soldiers, or Enemy of the State. Who knows? Find out on our next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind Mission Complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. Oh, man. I've been looking forward to this episode for quite a while because we we there have been whispers and talks of doing reviewing Indiana Jones, and now we're finally doing it. And I love the way we're having it set up. Mm-hmm. Me so, too. This Christmas we're reviewing Raiders. We're Next reviewing. Christmas is Temple of Doom, and the Christmas after that is Last Crusade. Last Crusade. You think I would remember that? But no. But in between that, we are every month. We're going to be reviewing an episode of the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. What? Oh, that's awesome. So, that's amazing. There's 21 episodes, so between the next two years, it's going to be all indie all the time. All <laughs> that's so, awesome. How will people so what, listen what, to those, Paul? Just stay tuned. and they're, We're going to do little mini episode reviews at the end of a the, movie or game that for that month. And are we going to advertise or is it going to be a surprise? Uh, I think we'll play it we'll by ear. Play it by ear, yes. To go along. Yeah.